Hello and welcome. You're listening to Dad's Gaming Corner, a podcast of conversations between dads and their kids about games, movies, and everything in between. I am your host, Michael Masick, and with me tonight, as always, is my son, Jaden. How are you, my son? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing well. I got to spend the day with you at Panera Bread today. Yeah, we were there all day. I worked all day and you schooled all day. I did. Not the not the, not the most fun of days, but no, we got a lot accomplished. Yeah, and yeah. Panera's cool, so... It is cool. If y'all never been to Panera, then go look up Panera. It's pretty good. Yeah, it is good. Um, but this isn't about Panera Bread. This is about nope. games. It is about it games. Is. Again, this is Dad's Gaming Corner. This is episode 34 for the week of Wednesday, September the 2nd, 2020. I just like how the dates worked out. September 2 and then 2020. I don't know. Just things like that. It doesn't happen that often. I like those kind of things. It's cool. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, we've got a fun show for y'all tonight. We've got a uh, cool interesting um, show topic we want to talk about. But before we get into that, uh, let me get some of the beginning stuff out of the way here. Again, be sure to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash DadsGamingCorner. And as always, be sure to drop us a line at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. We'd like to hear your own thoughts and your stories and uh, just hear from you, our listeners. Um, Before we get into our main topic, uh, many of y'all probably have already heard by this point uh, the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, if you don't know the name, you definitely know the character of Black Panther, and um, he was the lead there, and he passed away this past uh, week. Uh, actually, it was on Friday, this past Friday in August, and um, it really shook up the whole industry, and so uh, we have a little bit of an article we just wanted to read here. This is uh, from IGN, so this is not ours. This is IGN's, uh, but we really like what they wrote here. So it says, the death of actor Chadwick Bosman from Uh, I'm sorry, Bozeman, from cancer has shocked not just the film industry, but the entire world. Bozeman was a man and an artist in the prime of his life and career, the star of one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe's most significant films and biggest creative and commercial successes, and now he is gone. Marvel Studios saluted Bozeman, promising your legacy will live on forever. Marvel Studios President and Chief Creative Officer Kevin... How do you say his name? Feige? Fi- are you sure? I, I believe sworn so. I couldn't remember. That's okay. Okay. Um, who produced Black Panther issued the following statements IGN via Disney. Chadwick's passing is absolutely devastating. He was our T'Challa, our Black Panther, and our dear friend. Each time he stepped on set, he radiated charisma indelibly. He radiated charisma and joy, and each time he appeared on screen, he created something truly indelible. There we go. He embodied a lot of amazing people in his work, and nobody was better at bringing great men to life. He was as smart and kind and powerful and strong as any person he portrayed. Now he takes his place alongside them as an icon for the ages. The Marvel Studios family deeply mourns his loss, and we are grieving tonight with his family. This comes at a uh, very shock to a lot of people because he was not real open um, until recently about uh, the cancer that he was battling this whole time. Um, some really cool stories have come out since his passing about how the last several years, uh, the last three or four years specifically, he was, you know, still filming other things, involved in different projects. And even while he was on film with some other past uh, movies that he's been doing, that he would even film in between surgeries and whatnot. And still people talk about how he always came on the set with a smile, uh, with an encouraging word and just a complete joy to work with. Um, and it kind of goes against what you see, with some of Hollywood's, you know, actors where it kind of is all about them. Um, and he just, 
you know, obviously we don't know him, but everything we've, we're reading now about him is very, um, just like a really kind, humble, likable guy. And so this definitely is a loss, and um, uh, he will be missed. So moving on, um, we want to go ahead and lift the show a little bit back up from here. And uh, last week we gave some predictions about our Nintendo Direct. I'm sorry, not ours, Nintendo's Direct. That everyone was talking about this big rumor Direct that was supposed to happen on last Friday. And we decided to go ahead, it'd be fun to give our predictions on what the show would be about. And, uh, or I'm sorry, the director's going to be about. And we did some big predictions. Did. And I stand by my predictions. I, I'm sure you do. I, we're going to see the. <laughs> let me rephrase. I think we're going to receive those predictions they, by the end of this year. Um, but we didn't see them on Friday. No. Nope. In fact, we did not even see a direct on Friday. In <laughs> no. fact, we saw nothing on Friday. But earlier that week, I think it was actually on Thursday, they released uh, another one of their Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcases. Golly, that name is long. Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcases. Again, not and a full Nintendo direct. Nintendo Direct yes. Mini Partner Showcase. See, I feel like that's misleading. That's five words. Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Uh, if, if anything, take out the word direct because it's not a Nintendo Direct. How about just a, a Ninten- Nintendo Partner Showcase? Because like it's not that. a direct from Nintendo. It's, uh, I mean, it's just not. It, it's just not. Um, and not only was it you know, a Partner Showcase, which the first one was okay. It was underwhelming, but it was okay. Yeah. This one, I found myself the entire time saying, this is so lame. It was pretty bad. The whole first, what, third of it, almost half of it, was just musical games, like rhythm-based game, one after another, after another, after another. Which I think is fun, but... I don't... I'm they, fine. They clumped a lot of them together. It you was know, a lot of music games, yeah. A lot of... You remember Tap Tap, or was it Tap Tap Revenge on the on the <laughs> iPhone years, of, years ago? Nope. You don't remember Tap Tap? No, the name just sounds funny. So basically, you had like these three, I think it was just three lines down your phone, like from the top to the bottom of your phone, and you had to click like red, green, blue, or something. Sounds a lot like Guitar Hero. Yeah, yes, and you tapped, it, you tapped it with your thumb. Your thumb. <laughs> you thumb? tapped it with your thumb in rhythm to the music. And, you know, that was great, and it was really awesome. And I think they made like two or three by the third one or whatever. It, like, you know, you've, you played the game, so like, why, yeah. why keep making versions? Um, Outside of one or two other ones that are on Switch, different rhythm games, I'm done with rhythm-based games. I'm just done. And so nothing on that interests me Yeah, it was all. a pretty boring direct, with air quotes. Yeah, I found myself just wishing, like, okay, I'm uh, done. Why am I wasting thankfully time Thankfully, it this? wasn't that long. It was, like, how long? It wasn't even 20 um, minutes. It was short. Yeah, it wasn't very long, like which, 17 minutes. Which was like good, yeah. because... I don't think I could have watched any longer. Well, Ubisoft, and I believe it's September 10th, is going to be hosting their own games show. Like, here's upcoming games. I'm actually more excited for that than I was <laughs> watching this, you know, Nintendo uh, Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase. Anyway, but we did get uh, a nifty little UI change on the Nintendo eShop, and this is, this uh, today is, uh, we're recording, this is for September 2nd, we're actually recording this on September 1st, and a new update came out uh, for the eShop today, and so basically there's two things. One, um, when you pre-purchase a game digitally, normally you pre-purchase it and you're done. Um, and Nintendo charges your account right then. Well, they changed it to where if you pre-purchase a game, they don't charge it until either right when it releases or that week it releases, basically. But what that gives you the option to do is to cancel a pre-purchase up, you know, up to that seven-day window before the game launches. Right. You know, Anything before that, you can cancel it. That's fine. That's I guess the internet's talking about that. Like all the gaming sites are talking <laughs> about that. I don't care about that. Like if I pre-purchase the games because I want the game. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna can. I don't. I've never canceled a pre-order. 
Uh, well, I take it back. I canceled when I ordered the Outer Worlds for the Switch through GameStop, and it was a whole day later, and I still didn't have my code. I canceled Ooh. that, and then I went to Best Buy. But that wasn't GameStop's issue. It was the Outer Worlds company. But anyway, um, the other feature that came out to the eShop that I'm actually excited about is that when you look under Great Deals, and it shows you, you know, the percentage off, you know, 20%, 80%, sometimes 99%. That's all nice and neat. Um, what's cool now is it shows you how many days are remaining. So used to, you'd have to actually click on the title and then go down to the details, and it says when the game, you know, on sale until, you know, August 30th or September 10th or things like that. Now right there on that Great Deals page actually says, uh, you know, 10 days left, three days left. You and I, look, I showed it to you earlier today, and actually one game said one hour left on mm -hmm. sale. And I'm not sure what that cutoff is, but at, at right around three days and less, I think it starts with three days, the text that says there's three days left on sale turns red. So you know, like, this is a last minute, like a flash sale. Hey, this is a flash sale. 24 hours, two days, three days, that's it. But it's cool to look at it and say, eh, I got 15 days. I'll think about it for another week or so. And you can just quickly look at it. And I thought that was a pretty cool new feature added to the eShop. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the eShop often, the eShop. Which I do. If you look at the eShop often, there we go. There we go. And you look at, you know, great deals and keeping up with that, which, yeah, you do. Then, I mean, good for you. That's cool. But I personally could care less because I don't open my eShop. Here's what I'm excited about. We are uh, three and a half years into the Switch's lifespan, right? Let's, let's see that we are in September. So, yeah, we're right about three and a half years in yeah. uh, to the lifespan, okay? We are on system version 10.1.0. So, we're up there. I mean, there's been 10 versions, huge revisions to the, you know, the, the OS for the, for the Nintendo Switch. And the new feature we got, great deals. Yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> Remaining. Like, <laughs> three days. I don't know, man. I'm going to need Nintendo days. to just pick it up a little bit, you know? Like, pick up the pace, come out with some actually cool changes and not stuff that's super duper mediocre you we've know? talked on the show about how we opened up a playstation 4 slim that's been sitting in a box for a year we opened it up and mm -hmm. been playing spider-man and really enjoying it um i've really enjoyed getting into the ui for the you know for the um for the playstation itself like the home screen playing with the themes and all that kind of stuff however however bouncing between that and then my xbox one and playing with its ui which feels the Xbox frustrates me. It feels like every time I log in, which is only like once every six months, they're <laughs> massively overhauling the UI, and I can't find anything. Well, you can't get mad at them for that if you don't. No, I'm not. Log Here, in here's what I was gonna say. Um, I, you know, the PlayStation is like you know, the it's brand new. We updated it. It's, it's not a used system. It's brand new. Updated it. Um, it's crashed on me like three times. Like on the home screen, just it locks up and freezes, and then I have to reboot it. Um, or I'll be in the middle of a game and it crashes, and so. Uh, or, or major slowdowns. And the Xbox One's UI has a major slowdown as well. That's one thing I can say about my Switch is that it runs just as fast as the first day. It's firmware version 1.00. That's because there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to it. Yeah. like We still, we have two themes. We have black and white. Nice. nice. Black and white. That's what's up. Yeah. And the white, but, yeah. the white, the white's not even a theme. The like, white, yeah. It's ugly it is kind of ugly. it's like when you first get an iphone and you set it up in those beginning stages and it <laughs> says what language do you want and you pick the language you know what what time zone are you in you pick the time zone fine do you want to enable find my iphone like you know the basic boring nothing or like when you're first starting up a brand new pc or macbook and you're like typing in your username and it's just a basic plain like 
this came right out of the factory. You just type in your name, and then you play. That's what the white theme feels like on the Switch. It's, it's hideous. It, yeah, it kind of does, to be the honest. The black one at least kind of Remember when they came out with the, the dark mode or whatever it's called? I thought it was available day one. Are you sure? Because yeah, it was available day one. What am I thinking of then? No, it was available day one. It might have been someone else's Switch. Or maybe you didn't. Oh, yeah. We do know. They didn't know it had. No, you know what? It must have been one of my friends because I remember they had theirs like on light mode or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's what it's called. Light and dark, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's called light and dark. Okay. And that's probably what I'm thinking of. Anyways, moving on. It looks so much better. I don't know my facts apparently. Anyway, so that's where. So, anyway, all I have to say, after playing on the PlayStation for a little bit and the Xbox, I really do appreciate the speed of the Switch as far as, you know, booting it up, rather be actually, you know, from you know, a cold boot or restarting it or simply just waking it up. It is so fast in and out of games so fast. And I do love that about the Switch. So it anyway, convenient. Yeah. So um, let's talk about what else we've been up to this week. Uh, you know, last week <laughs> I took you to see Empire Strikes Back in the big screen and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we're just going to continue the theme because, you know, then this past uh, was it, I think it was Sunday took you to the theater yeah, again Sunday. and we went and saw uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark you know the first of the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. trilogy and so I this is one of those movies I grew up watching loved this this whole trilogy and everything else and then the fourth one it, it's out there but love these movies uh, but this movie came out in 81 and so I mean I loved it as a kid I remember the arc scene at the end you know where when they opened the Ark of the Covenant and the faces are all melting you know <laughs> looks like crayons just melting. Um, that's nasty. That, that scared me as a kid. Like, I remember being scared and just like... Well, yeah, speaking of... So, the ratings for this movie... <clears throat> excuse me. The ratings for this movie are PG, and Common Sense Media says 11 and up. Yeah, right? I was not 11. I was I was 8 or 9 when I saw it. Um, it. It scared me. I don't know if... I know y'all would not let me see this when I was 11. Mm. because of some scenes or whatever, right, and because right, of the right. language in the movie. Yeah, well, movies back in the 80s, Which, PG, you could get away with Yeah, things. I knew that, right. but still. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't take Caleb to see this. Yeah, as much as I love it, and it's not, there's, it's not full of language. You're just, no, it's every just once in a while, there's some while, words yeah, you're some like, what? Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, PG, common sense media says So, 11. here's my question, though. I mean, I, I've i never seen it on the big screen. This was my first time, and so I loved seeing it on the big screen. It, and, you know, this movie, to me, holds up. And I'm not sure how much of it... it there, are certain, there are certain effects, like the faces melting with the arc. It literally looks like just, you know, a bunch of wax, which it is. It's just wax melting. And it looks terrible. Let's just be honest. It looks terrible on the big screen. <laughs> um, but it's still... I mean, Indiana... You know, running around with his hat, got a satchel on him, got his, his, got his whip, whip mm-hmm. all of that. Awesome. The the opening temple scene, I remember leaning over to you at one point, I was like, this oh, game yeah. just keeps going, just action, action, yeah. action. So and I, I, there I loved so many, it. There were so many, like, um, just, uh, like, action-adventure classic movie scenes that you see in lots of movies mm-hmm. now that were in this movie. And hey, you said that they came, came from this it. movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never... Because I see, like, all these movies, like... With the whole, they take something off a pedestal and replace it with something mm-hmm. else right quick. Or, like, um, just, I don't even remember. But just, there's a few other ones that I remember Whoops. that just, um, I've seen those in, like, 50 other movies. Right. That apparently came from this one. So I just this thought that was This movie really, cool. really is still today's pop culture. Like, uh, Big Bang Theory has done several episodes, <laughs> you know, relating back to this. And one episode specifically where they're, you know, they're all running out of the, the end of the movie. Or, I'm sorry, end of the episode. They're all running out of a movie theater. And it's that same scene of... All of the the people chasing Indiana, you know, coming out of that temple in the very beginning, and so there's just there's so much about these films that I loved as a kid, and I still love as an adult. And you know, with 
even the effects that back then were huge that today those effects maybe don't hold up. But the story, the adventure, oh, yeah. all of that, I feel like they hold I up. I thought it was really I mean, good. What do you think? I thought it was really good. You I really enjoyed, enjoyed it? it, yeah. Uh, you want to watch the, the rest of them? Mm-hmm. Very cool. So now I'm on this 80s kick. So like, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously you grew up with Star Wars, but now mm-hmm. like, okay, you watch this one. Well, we also I want to bring in Back, um, to, Back to the Future. We also... It's not just '80s though, because we saw a new mo- a newer movie the other day in the movies. Also, remember what what was it? Oh, it was um, nope. Hang on, it was Spider Man. We saw oh, Spider Man yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Far From Home. Far From Home. That was, was that good to see in the theater a second time. It was. It was good. I I think yeah. I saw it twice in theater before. So basically, we have some theaters around us that have a lot of screens. Like this one we go to has thirty screens. And since you know Hollywood's kind of like a on a big pause button right now, there there's like two or three new films out there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe a little more than that. There's but just a small handful of, fil- of films. And then they're bringing in all these old ones. Like right now at our local theater, they're doing. Um, Indiana Jones are doing Back to the Future. They're doing both uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and Far From Home. Um, they did Star Wars, their uh, Dirty Dancing, which is an old, much older film. They're just doing a lot of old classic films and bringing them to the big screen, which I'm loving because yeah, I think that's cool. I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of these in the big in, on the big screen growing up. So a um, lot of fun there. So so again, Jay, just you know, you're you're you're, four, you're about to be 15. Oh, you're about to be 15. Yeah. This is your birthday month. Yeah. In 13 days. In 13 days. Less than two weeks. Yeah, this is your birthday month. Woo. So, I mean, this movie holds up for you? Oh, yeah. I you think it was it? great. Was, was, there any, was there anything about it that you were like, oh, this is such an old movie? Um, No, I don't think so. I mean, no. There was a couple things that was like kind of just a couple scenes that was kind of, I guess, cheesy or like just kind of <laughs> iffy. Indiana Jones is never cheesy. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was fun. What scene is he cheesy? Um, I don't know. Just although I did appreciate how Indiana Jones just has that um, just kind of dang. It, I don't know how to say it like nicely. We'll just say it then. I mean, you're already messing no, up. No, the no, guy. no, no. It's a it's a good comment. Oh, it's a good comment. Okay. He's just got that kind of just like he doesn't care. Just a nonchalant, just suave. Yeah, just, nonchalant. But then like he's he's got the swagger. I don't know how it. to say it. <sighs> Never mind. Just move on. Okay. Well, so you now you've only known Harrison Ford as as Han, Han Solo, Solo. So. which which is another thing that I I that obviously gave the movie a plus for me because I already like him as Han. So seeing him in another movie was were fun. you so I've seen obviously you know growing up. You know, in the '80s and the '90s, I've seen uh, Han Solo. I've seen Harrison <laughs> Ford in so many films, and I told you about some of them that I really mm-hmm. like. Air Force One was one that we talked about that I really like. But there's there's a lot uh, of Harrison Ford films that I really like. Um, were you able? You've only ever really. I think you've only ever seen him in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in your mind, was he like typecasted? Well, that's, to what Han I, Solo, that's what I was worried about. Or were you able to move over to Indiana? That's what I was worried about going into the movie. I was like, man, I'm not even going to be able to see him as Indiana Jones. I'm just going to see Han Solo the whole time shooting a laser gun. But <laughs> I but I actually saw, Han, uh, not Han Solo, I actually saw Indiana Jones, which yeah. some at some points I was like, wait a minute. There's a crossover going on right now. This is, this is not Indiana Jones. This is Han Solo. But for most of the movie, I yeah, I completely forgot about Han Solo. Yeah. He, the, the, those are the movies. He's the reason why I got into Whips as a kid growing up, and so I just 
doing tricks with whips and everything else because Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, who who wouldn't? So mm-hmm. anyway, really like that movie. Really like that movie. Uh, let's talk about games that we're playing right now. Um, we are still getting into Torchlight. Really liking Torchlight. Uh, there's a couple games that I am. Well, let me go ahead and just pull up the titles because I, I'm not. I can't give reviews on these yet. We're still. I'm still putting in time, and I want to check them out. Um, but there's two games right now, and I do want to give mention because I'm really enjoying both of these games. Um, let's see where are they at here. I still want to get the titles wrong. Uh, the first one's Windbound. Um, Windbound. So let me give you actually both these back to back. So there's. Um, and I don't want to say this title wrong because I always feel like I live out, leave out a a word. Um, oh my gosh, where is it at? I just loaded up ten new indie games on my Switch today, and so my order wow. of games are all messed up. That's a lot of games. Um, and I'm trying to go off of icons, and the icon is not. I'm not finding the icon. Where's this game at? It's the one I was telling you about. It's like, oh, here we go. It always throws me off because it's just a person. So, um, Aria and the Secret of Seasons, and then Windbound. Both these games are have a very much of a 3D Zelda type of look to them. Um, Aria and the Secret Seas- uh, Secret of Seasons. Excuse me. Um, it's a really cool game be- where it's um, it's kind of like a. It, it very much has a Zelda vibe to it. The the menu. It, uh, I'm sorry, the menu. The overworld. The when you're combat uh, with uh, with the different. You know, um, man, my words are not coming out. The combat, the combat scenes, the puzzles, uh, temples, kind of like that thing. But the really cool uh, thing about it is that it's not just another Zelda clone. And there's a lot of, I've heard other podcasts talk about this game or how it's like a 3D Zelda clone. It looks like that, but it's not because it has a very unique hook to where your main character, Ari, is able to harness the power of seasons. And so where the seasons all get messed up in the game, you can go into a uh, an area that's normally like, like frozen over and now it's summer and then you harvest you harness the power of of ice or winter and you can basically bring winter back or you can bring spring back or you can bring summer back really cool different kind of element so what really i'm like hearing is zelda meets elsa <laughs> zelda meets frozen uh very similar um no not similar at all it, it just has it, it has enough merit where it stands on its own um not ready to do a review yet there are some performance issues and um, I don't like I don't, I don't like to talk about a game too bad too much until they can fix certain things. Now, if the game's done and they're finished, that's one thing. Um, but the developers behind this, they are actually working on updates. They've acknowledged most of the issues that the Switch version has. Um, they they commented that this is a very ambitious project for them. It's a big project and a huge undertaking. So I get the fact that you know, there's some there's some bugs they need to work out. Some of these bugs are kind of game. Uh, breaking. Uh, if you played in docked mode, um, there's there's one time I was playing and literally it looks like winter and then, cause, I mean, it's, it's winter and then you're playing and all of a sudden it looks like the spring. Um, and it's not a game mode. It's like it, the graphics literally, it's like the, the snow covered layer of the game glitched out. Now everything <laughs> looks spring. And then you just turn the camera and then it's back again. And so um, I don't want to discourage anybody again. this game. I'm enjoying the game just don't want to do a review until we get a full, like, I want to wait for that first patch to drop. And, and then we'll talk about it more. Um, Windbound, on the other hand, um, it, it's, uh, Windbound is a different art style. It's still 3D. Um, that's the one that you were watching me play recently. And you're like, hey, it's like Ark Survival Evolved. And I'm like, but this runs Which is better. My game. On, but this runs better on Switch. <laughs> but Ark is just a better game. Ar- okay, let's not be official about that. We yet. could do a whole, um, like, 
series of shows on arc well i wanted to, i shows. do i do I, so we're going to do a review of both these games but on windbound i want to do a review on survival games because that's what windbound is mm. um you and i won't go into the story deep right now but basically you are trying to survive as you make your way back home um there's all these different kind of mobs that can kill you um if you play it on normal mode and not just story mode but the normal mode if you die you start all over except for and you have nothing except for what's in your pockets like what you're actually holding on to um, but then you build a ship and then you upgrade the ship and you keep going with it. Um, there's been a few frame rate drops, um, issues with it. Um, I haven't really seen much besides that really liking the art style, uh, like the music. Oh, by the way, going back to Ari and the secret of seasons, loving the soundtrack of that game. Love and that, and you know how much I love music. So mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me. Really liking that. Um, but those are two games that I am playing right now. We're going to do reviews on soon, but I'm waiting one for the patch and the other one I'm waiting to see if we can't get some more survival games and then do one whole show about like survival type of games. Ark is the best one. And we'll talk about Ark and how great that game is and how crappy it looks on Switch. But it's still the best game ever. <laughs> I don't know about ever. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, we have been playing Torchlight a little bit with the kids. I'm really having fun with Torchlight too. We talked about it on the show uh, last week and that's one that I can play. You know, you and I can play and have fun with it. Caleb can jump in at, you know, he's nine, he has fun. And then Micah, he's been playing with us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to equip his gear, but, you know, at five, he can. He follows us and hits the bad guys. Half the time he's telling me he's following my dog, yep. my, my bulldog. He's like, following your bulldog, daddy. I'm like, okay, at least you follow <laughs> something. A um, lot of fun there. A um, lot of fun there. Uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, that's a game that I got uh, a good chunk of the way through, and we were getting ready to write a review, and then. <laughs> Basically, COVID hit and messed up everything, and I started looking through all of the games we were Blame supposed to be reviewing, and I was like, we're ca- caught up on almost everything. And then I saw, oh, crap, there's a couple of games from, from April that we haven't reviewed, and I was like, I never finished. And so going back and hopefully doing a review on that one here in the next week or so. Um, and I said this before, but Shantae um, continues to be one of my favorite platformers, hands down. Like I think I mentioned it last week, but like Mario... Mm-hmm. Takes top spot automatically. Obviously, um, Hollow Knight. There's something about that game, the art style, the atmospheric um, presence of that game, the music, the everything about it. It just that game is one of those few masterpieces for me. Like a ten out of ten. Love Hollow Knight. Have high expectations for Silk Song, the second one coming out later this year. But uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Uh, this is a game, not the Seven Sirens, but Shantae, the original Shantae. Uh, I think it was Game Boy Advance. I'm trying to remember, um, but I, I played it. I think it was on my Game Boy Advance. Loved this game. Um, and so I think this is the fourth. I don't want to say it wrong. We're going to do a full review on this later, but I think third. No, I think this is the fourth game in the series. Absolutely loving this one because it's fresh, it's modern, it's updated graphics. The music's great. Updated uh, Caleb, graphics is Caleb good. was watching me play it the other day, and uh, the powers that you get in changing it up, um, just fun. And then there's just this humor um, that's very unique. Not, not not humor as in like stupid, you know, like, haha, funny humor. Not like the office humor. But just, you know, <laughs> some of the dialogue. She's, you know, Shantae's a half genie. She's kind of just, you know, this innocent little half genie just trying to do her part. And, you know, the people around her are funny. And she's just kind of. Yeah, I was. Um, um, it has an innocence about her. Mm-hmm. I was watching you play it for a second. Like, I just stepped in the room for a second. Um was it yesterday? I don't remember. It was like, it was either yesterday or a couple of days ago, and um, it I just watched for a second, but it looked interesting because it's a really it good reminded game. me a little bit of like um, I'm trying to remember, um, I don't, not Mario, but another Nintendo 
it was one of like it was like Yoshi or Toad or something weird, but it was a platformer that I pl- something that I played before. Donkey Kong. I, I don't. No, 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 no. Actually, you know what it was? It was a Smash Bros. level. Okay, okay. That's what I'm thinking. It was a Smash Bros. level. That's a platformer screen. Gotcha. And um, it reminded me of that, but then like this, the layout looked similar. I don't know why that's relevant, but anyways. Um, yeah, just the whole, like, abilities thing you were talking about, that was, um, interesting, because I saw you do something weird, and then she, like, turned purple and big, and then you showed me how you, like, get all these other ones, Mm -hmm. so that, 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 that looked interesting. Really liking this game. Uh, this is quickly, it's, it's hard for me to say it right now, because, you know, the original one on the Game Boy, uh, Advance, really, like, that's, that's my... That's old school. That's what I remember playing. That's what I love playing. Um, but this is quickly becoming my favorite Shantae, if it's not already my favorite Shantae adventure yet. Just absolutely loving this game. So I've uh, been putting time into that. Um, and then uh, I'm actually really excited to talk about this one, which is Super Mega Baseball 3. And so um, this is one of those games that we received a while back, and then with everything going on, I realized, whoops, that one slipped through the cracks. And so... Uh, I thought we had done a review, and we had not did not do a review, so we're going to do one right now. Uh, so let me go and just read down some of the basic information, and then let me just talk about this game. Um, so Super Mega Baseball 3 is the third in the series. It's rated E for everyone. Um, it does carry a, a heavier price tag of $44.99. Uh, this is an indie game, so I know you're giving me a face right now, but let me let me let me talk, let me brag about this game. Not okay. talk, but let me brag about this game. It's $44.99. Um, now we did get a review code uh, for this game and we do appreciate that. And so, but that does not at all affect, but I do want to give that out front, you know, that we did get a code for this game. Um, you can get this game on Nintendo switch, PlayStation four, Xbox one and steam. It's developed and published by metalhead software. Um, and I'm giving this game, I'm just say this up front. Well, let me save, save the ratings for the end here. I, but let me just say this. I'm loving this game. Um, Super Mega Baseball 3, uh, let me just read a couple things here that I wrote down and then some quotes from a couple other sites and then talk about it for myself, uh, is in, in a league of its own. Um, <laughs> league, because... Boom. <laughs> um, I literally have not had this much fun playing a baseball game on a console in decades. Now, uh, growing up, I played, you know, there wasn't anything licensed, but I played several uh, baseball games on the original NES. Loved them. And that's back when you had two buttons and a D-pad, and that's it. And the guys went... When they ran between bases and everything else, right? And you throw the bottles, <laughs> and that's those are the sound effects for like strike and you're out and things like that. So, wow, um, you hear the, the ball hit the glove, and it's like a little type of thing, you know, it's just real, real bad, but so much fun. And I grew up playing those games, loving those games, and then over the years, baseball games, like most sports games, like basketball, hockey, and all those. Uh, get more realistic over time. The games get um, they get official rosters if if they if they get licensed, and even if they don't get licensed, there's other games. Um, they get very um, you know very lifelike. They create phantom teams, but the players look real. Um, you can see the sweat on their skin, um, the dirt on the on 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 the on the uh, field, uh, the dust on the bases when they slide in, things like that. Uh, baseball, basketball. I mean, those are the two you know big ones. Oh, I'm sorry, in football, those are the three big ones. Um, and that's always cool. That's always cool. But there's something for me personally, and I'm kind of I want to hear you weigh in on this. There's something for okay. me personally that after playing those games growing up, um, and you know, th- those games were my games. Um, love those games. You know, the older ones on the NES and then SNES. These, these more modern games look great, but there's a simplicity to the game that I've really missed out on. So like. 
NBA 2K20. We've talked about the game before. Really great basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, Lots of but fun. I, it's, it's a lot of fun, but I don't want to take the time to learn that game. Um, I, my, you know, I, I had double dribble on the NES, and if you're listening to the show and you're a dad, you know what I'm talking about. You had double dribble on the NES. That game always headlines running through the screen. I don't know what was going on, <laughs> if it was bad code or if that was just a way to make the game look faster. Um, and then, you know, that was the big one for me on NES. And then on uh, Sega Genesis, you had NBA Jam. And those were those were the basketball games for me to have. So when you have these more modern basketball games come up, I'm just like, eh. I mean, it's really cool, really cool. But there's so many controls, and it gets complicated. And I don't want to necessarily build out my team roster. And that's why when they came out with NBA Playgrounds and then NBA 2K Playgrounds too, I loved those mm-hmm. games. Okay, let's get back to baseball. The original baseballs that I played, um, and then they had the, the, the first official RBI baseball. Um, NES, SNES systems, you know, where you had just two to four buttons, and that was it. Really liked the simplicity of the game. Um, growing up, the only sport I played was baseball. Didn't really care about anything else. And so baseball has a, um, a real soft spot in my heart. I love going to baseball games. Uh, we don't really go, but, you know, if we, the few times we have gone, you know, since y'all, y'all been around, um, I love it. And so I would go play baseball today if there was, like, a softball team or a you know, baseball team here, in, you know, like in the city or the church or whatever else. Love baseball. But... And I own RBI, um, I think it's RBI 19 and 20, or it's 18 and 19 on the Switch. Um, not a fan, either one. Um, I would say one of them rates around, they both rate around five Ooh. for me. Just not a great game. Um, they try to go ultra-realistic, um, and on the Switch, obviously, that doesn't look great, ultra-realistic. <laughs> um, but there's, you know, you're learning the controls, but I don't feel like I'm playing baseball. Like, there's not that, there's not that kid excitement jo- jumping up in me. Um, so RBI Baseball 20, um, MLB, the shows are two big baseball games. They focus more on the attention to details, uh, realism, outfitting your team, all this kinds of stuff. While Super Mega Baseball focuses more on creating that arcade experience that players, you know, especially my generation grew up and enjoyed. Um, the moment, let me say this, the, the, the moment I jumped into the game, there's not a huge long tutorial. There's not all of these options you have to configure either for uh, Super Mega Baseball 3, you start it up, you, especially in the beginning, you start it up, you pick your team, and that's pretty much it. You can customize your team. You can go really deep into the roster, but you don't have to. You can just jump in and play like you did the original NES or SNES. Um, the first time I started this game and I, I, I'm, I'm getting up to bat, I was thinking, and, and I took my first swing, I was like, this is it. This is the game for my, for my childhood. I mean, obviously, it has all these other options. Um, the graphics look great. Uh, it's not too overblown like uh, the original NBA Jam was. It's closer to what uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds are, mm-hmm. where it's kind of toned down a little bit. It's still fun. You still get that arcade feel, but it's not as crazy as NBA Jam. And I showed you NBA Jam with the big heads and right. everything else. Um, it's still arcadey. You get the guys up there with the big muscles. And what's fun is that, you know, growing, I grew up with Nolan Ryan. I grew up with Jose Canseco. I grew up with Ivan Rodriguez, those kinds of, and you're looking at me, you're like, giving a clue what I'm talking <laughs> nope. about. Um, but see, I remember like Jose Canseco, Juan Gonzalez, and for the Texas Rangers getting up and batting. And these were, you know, muscular guys um, getting up to bat. And then I'm playing, you know, super mega baseball three. 
and I'll get a batter that gets up, and it's just like a slim batter. And then this guy gets up, and he's a power hitter, and he's got these huge arms that are a little bit over proportion. And I'm like, this is so much <laughs> fun. I have not had so much fun playing uh, a uh, any sports game as I have this one. <coughs> Excuse me. This one. Um, just bringing back like my my childhood. I'm just I'm having a blast uh, with this game. A Game Informer had this to say, and I really liked it. And so I quoted them because I really like this. It says the age old battle between pitcher and batter is very much alive in Super Mega Baseball Three, and I couldn't agree more. Um, when I'm in there to bat, uh, it again it feels like a kid. Uh, I, I will say this: um, the pitching mechanism I'm not a huge fan of. It feels. Um, I, th- I think I'm just not great at it because you pick your pitch, which you can get very detailed in, um, and then you've got to kind of aim this, you know, the, the little cursor thing over where it needs to be and everything else. You have like split seconds to do that. Um, as a batter, I, I love the game. As a pitcher, I I'm I get really engrossed into the game quickly to where I stress out. Like I um, I sh- I struck out uh, two guys. The first time I was playing this, the very first time I was playing this game, I struck out two guys, and then like the next. Uh, three get on base, and I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> and then the tutorial pops up because it's my first time through, and they're like, "Look at your, you know, maybe it's time to, you know, you know, change out your pitcher. Look at his uh, stamina. He's running low. You know, look at, you know, he's he's tired. He's you know, all this kind of stuff." I'm like, "No, he's got to finish this inning." And I, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I remember you saying that. Yeah, and, and I'm getting couch. in the game, and I'm like, "He's he's got to finish this." You know, he's just like he started. He's going <laughs> to finish it. Um, but having so much fun playing this game um and so again going back to the price tag of 44.99 you're either going to spend you know 50 to 60 dollars on you know rbi or 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 the show um and i would say this is a better game by far this is a better game now again we did receive a review code for this game but that is not affecting my judgment whatsoever uh, I have really dogged on some games that we've got codes for. Um, missed Masterpiece Edition right now is the one that's still burned <clears> in my <throat> side. Love the game. Uh, it did not translate well to the Switch. But this game is just, I am loving everything about this about this game. Um, uh, Polygon said that the, 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 talking about this game, says it's the best unlicensed sports game. Uh, gets even better with this third installment. Loving this game. Okay, so here's what I want to ask you. Okay. So for me, um, baseball, up to this point, I've been playing, you know, the show and RBI, and the show by far to me is a better game than RBI. RBI is still boring. They got the licenses, great. You got the license teams on there, you know. Good great. for you. The gameplay is boring. What, what what most people say about real life baseball, I see reflected in that <laughs> game. Okay, it's boring. Um, but when I play Super Mega Baseball three, it's like I'm playing in the game. Like it's what I remember growing up playing baseball. I have so much fun. It's what I played in real life. It's what I played um, on the NES. And so I like going back to this arcade style. So for you, um, how does that translate? Because for me, there is a nostalgia factor that's pulling back to a simpler form of baseball. Now, again, uh, Super Mega Baseball, I'm not trying to say it's stripped down by any means. I mean, there's detailed batting, there's detailed pitching, you can build out your teams, your rosters, all those kinds of stuff. Um, But at the same time, you don't have to do that. You can play a simplified version, um, and I'm having a blast. What does that translate to you? Do you like those kind of games? Do you prefer the more realistic games? What's your take? Um, Okay, well... Um, I, there's pros and cons to both, in my opinion. I like the more realistic ones because they're more realistic and 
Um, you know, I watched basketball, you know. I actually haven't recently. I've been slacking off. They're in the playoffs right now. Anyways. Um, you mean the unofficial, not real playoffs? They're real. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. Um, so I just like the, you know, like M- uh, two, NBA 2K20 and those games that look more realistic because, you know, um, you can see them actually shooting with, like, the form and you can see the fouls and you right. can see the officials talking and everything like like you're in a real game and you can see the people on the sidelines. So I think that's really cool. Um, my only complaint with like, you know, 2k 20 and stuff is that there's, like you said, there's just so many controls and it's complicated and annoying NBA 2k playgrounds on the other hand is, um, simple. Um, there's like four controls, maybe five, six, um, and even though it's more, you know, cartoony and fake looking, um, and they can jump like above the backboard, which is pretty amazing. Um, I still like that those types of games better just because they're so simple and because I don't have to think a whole lot about it, you know? So there's something okay, so you do enjoy that. Yeah. Um you enjoy the more realistic look, but you enjoy the simplicity of the games themselves. Mm-hmm. Um the I've mentioned it several times the arcade style of some of these sports games. Does that say anything to you, or you're like, nah, I'd rather have the realistic looks with maybe a more simplified play style? Yes, I'd rather have realistic look with simple play style because okay. I've never. I mean, I've you're been not to a big a, fan. Of I've the been style. to an arcade, but <laughs> that wasn't like that's never been a thing. You know, we've talked a lot on the show about Horizon Chase Turbo, and one of the things I love about that game is the fact that it immediately calls me back to the arcade that I absolutely which love. I've played racing arcade thingies that are like like horizon chase turbo and i hate those too so <laughs> so horizon chase turbo is really true to the game okay we're not talking about that game um the so my my biggest complaints and i say biggest but they're small complaints with super mega baseball 3 is that uh one i i stink at the pitching and so that might just be me um i feel like it's moving the curse around just in the right timing for it and everything else, it's either one bad uh, uh, um, game skill. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's either bad game skill on my part or they they could tighten it up a little bit. The only other issue I have with it is the fielding. Sometimes the fielding feels like um, it's not spot on and I'm going to catch a pop-up fly or whatever or maybe I caught the ball like it's a grounder and I'm trying to throw it to first or second. And I get ready to throw it, and it overshoots first or second base. And so, <laughs> and I know I'm hitting the controls right. And so, um, one one thing I do wish, I wish that this game had a little bit when it comes specifically when it comes to fielding, pitching. We'll chalk that up to my own bad skills. On the fielding, I wish there was a little bit more of auto mode. You know, like when you play any first person shooter nowadays, even the modern ones, there's uh, aim assist that mm-hmm. you can enable. I wish there was fielding assist a little bit i mean there is but i wish there was a little bit more fielding assist in this game (laughs) (laughs) but that's personal preference um outside of that i'm loving this game super mega baseball 3 strikes the right balance of pitching batting fielding and managing a team that makes for one of the best sports games i've played in years and i mean out of all the sports games um for me this game is a high eight out of ten we don't do a point system like 8.5 8 point whatever if we did yeah, I got. We cut. always say gotta, this. You know, we got to stop if saying we did that. Do if, a point we, system. if we did do a point system, <laughs> but we never um, do. So this game is an eight out of ten for me. High eight, but it's an eight out of ten. If if the field assist was in there a little bit more, I mean, it is. But if it was in there a little bit more, um, 
I, man, this game would be a nine. Like I, I could wow. sink hours into this game. The fielding is the only thing that's really gets me. Outside of that, I love this game. Um, and for the price tag of forty four ninety nine, this game definitely stands not just toe to toe, but uh, I, I, I personally think it's a better game than the show or uh, the RBI series. This game is phenomenal, and it's an indie studio. Which is absolutely amazing. So anyway, uh, we'll put show note or put links to this game in the show notes for all the systems out there. Again, it's Super Mega Baseball Three. Uh, cannot recommend this game enough. Add it to your wish list. Uh, there is a demo for this game, which is really cool because a lot of times you don't get demos on these higher tier games. Um, but do go check it out. A lot of fun. Really like that. So the only there's go only ahead. one problem with this game, and what, I've never played it, but I know. What, that it's baseball? It's baseball. You, know, you need to just shut and it. And I have a friend who's right going to hate me for bringing that up and saying that. Baseball is my sport. But, I'm just saying. Yeah, and you, you probably don't like it when I say that. But if for anyone who's not a baseball fan, I would still go check it out because the way he's describing it makes it sound fun. Oh, and I've so never good. liked baseball, and I I plan to like baseball <laughs> in the future. I plan... <laughs> To actually like learn about it, it and learn how to play it, right? Saying. So I feel like I have to. Um, but yeah, even if y'all don't like baseball, which I'm sure there's lots out well, there, pick up a controller and you can play this game with me because this one I'll play. Not right now. I have regretted. <laughs> I have. Re- I have regretted buying both of the most recent RBIs on Switch. Why'd you buy them? <laughs> because I keep hoping it's going to be better, and it's just it's, it's just not. it's just boring. It's just boring. Uh, save your money. Go get Super Mega Baseball Three. Okay. Uh, let's move on to our main topic for tonight's show, uh, which is simply titled The Most Infamous of Them All. And so um, DC and Warner Brothers are offering right now a free documentary to watch on Apple TV or to download via iTunes titled Joker Put on a Happy Face. And it's about a 35-minute documentary simply on the character of the Joker uh, in comic books, in movies, and everything else. Uh, it features interviews with filmmakers and industry legends, uh, discover the origins and evolutions of the Joker, and learn why the clown prince of crime is universally hailed as the greatest comic book supervillain of all time. Uh, there's over 40 actors from the history of the Joker uh, make appearances in the film, including, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm going to butcher some of these names, but I'll just say it anyway, uh, Michael um, uh, Uslan, however you say that, uh, Jack Nicholson, which you know, you know him from... Um, the Batman from the uh, uh, from the eighties. Um, um, who was Batman? Then? Uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Jack Nicholson oh, yeah, was yeah, the Joker. Yeah, yeah. Michael okay, Keaton, okay, okay, yeah. right? Um, Jared Leto, Frank Miller, who does a lot of the. Uh, he kind of rebooted the Batman series, the comic book series, in a darker look. Uh, Jackie Phoenix. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I do it every time. Joaquin Phoenix, who did the most recent uh, Joker mm-hmm. film. Todd Who, Phillips, just go ahead. Props right quick. He won a he won an Oscar for that, right? Which I didn't we did you, I didn't know that until yeah, we great, were we watched that documentary. Yeah, he did which, a great job. Well, on I've that seen movie. the movie. Yeah, you're not going to. Uh, Mark Hamill, who does uh, a lot of voice acting for the different Batman mm-hmm. animated films, he actually was the Joker in Batman the animated series. Arguably, not arguably, I'll just say it: the best animated uh, Batman series ever. Um, love that game. Uh, Stan Lee is in it, talking just a little bit about the Joker, just very just because yeah. he's a comic book. Uh, legend. Christian Bell is in there talking about you know his three movies, and then talking about um, uh, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger, who plays uh, Joker in his second film, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. And so, j- so good. Really, really enjoy the documentary. Um, they they they, uh, they just nail it. 
like some documentaries you watch and you're thinking, okay, this is this is cool history. Uh, this really was not just the making of the Joker, which they did talk about. They talked about from the early parts of the Joker to the uh, what was it, the seventies? They said where they had <laughs> yeah. to censor everything that was or, in print. fifties, sixties, yeah, uh, and it got really weird. And then it started. I think it was, I think it was the seventies, and that's when he was and like then, a clown, like a clown, like a silly clown, right? And then the eighties, it starts getting darker and everything else, and it's just really good. They talk about the evolution of the Joker, which is amazing. Um. There's a quote that I found that I really liked, and it says, The Joker isn't just the best comic book antagonist ever. He's the best supervillain of all time. As noted in The Dark Knight, he's an agent of chaos, someone who just wants to watch the world burn. No real agenda, only mayhem, like uh, a mad dog off the leash. Just an incredible documentary. Uh, the fact that you can get it right now, on, like, again, it's on Apple TV or iTunes. Uh, and what's cool is that even if you don't have an iPhone or an Apple TV, or a MacBook, <laughs> you can still get iTunes um, and and download this for free, um, it, which is great that they're offering it for free. Loved the documentary. One of the best documentaries that I've seen on on a, a fictional thing. <laughs> I really <laughs> it's interesting yeah, it doing you know you know documentaries on a fictional character. Um, it, I mean, it's just as real as anything else because it's you know all of the heart and soul mm-hmm. and the different artists and the different actors and the writers and and all that you know up to this point. Just really, really good, um, and they push that he's the you know the 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 the, the greatest. What was the, I was looking for the wording right here. Yeah, um, how they say why he's universally hailed as the greatest comic book supervillain of all time. All time, and so we that got us thinking and saying, well, if they're saying that about the Joker, and after watching the documentary, I'm I'm, I'm I beg to say <laughs> they're probably right. He is. You know, crazy. Um, I have said it before, you know, to you and on the show that Heath Ledger's performance of the Joker for me was the most chilling. Um, I I remember, I still remember what theater, where I was at, what part of theater I was sitting at. I'm watching him on the screen, thinking to myself, as I'm watching in the theater, they found the actual Joker. This isn't an actor. They actually went out, they found the Joker, and they're filming him around a bunch of other actors surrounded. <laughs> And it was just, it was eerie. It was how how real it was. I mean, he brought the it was really life. good. Um, yeah, that. So you know, y'all know we recently, I recently for the first time saw those three movies, and um, Heath Ledger's performance was just incredible. I I I already liked the Joker as a character in um you know some DC um animated movies and just you know the series and stuff. I already I, I already liked the Joker. He was one of my favorite villains. But Heath Ledger's performance really, like, just... I was just fascinated with the Joker and his character. So after we actually... Actually, after we saw that movie, I, um, like, started, like, looking stuff up on the Joker, like, history and stuff like that, and Heath Ledger himself and how he prepared for the performance and everything, which was actually really, um, really fun to research and everything. Um, actually, fun fact that I thought was just awesome. Um, Heath Ledger... When he was doing the Joker, he did his own makeup because he wanted it to look like a crazy person did his makeup. Because in lots of the movies and stuff, it's really fine All and perfect everything. and everything else. And he yeah. said he did it himself because he wanted it to look like a crazy person just through the makeup. That's really cool. Which I thought was awesome, which I really liked about his portrayal of the Joker. One of the things that I enjoy about the documentary is that they really spotlight the different actors who have brought him to life on the screen. Now, obviously, different story writers, um, artists, and everything else on the comic book series. And, and not to pull away from anything they've created. Oh, yeah. Um, but they talked about how Jack Nicholson, how his character, just zany, crazy. And Jack Nicholson makes a comment. 
comment in the in the documentary of how some films that he's in, they're like, you know, Jack, you know, calm it down. You know, the humor is <laughs> a little bit too much. And in this movie, he just let he just everything went all out. out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's something interesting that the different characters said. Um, you know, uh, Mark Hamill spoke to this. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix spoke to this as well about how um, when playing the Joker, rather be you know, on film or voice acting in Mark Hamill's case, there is a side of the persona of the Joker that they enjoyed that they could let themselves off to this crazy kind of just out there, you know, just, just this out there person that has to, doesn't have to follow any rules, doesn't have to fit in any kind of a box, and they enjoyed. Uh, I think it was Mark Hamill who said, um, I can't say, <laughs> you know, some of the parts that I enjoyed, but I'm like, what are you, how dark are you going, dude? <laughs> I You're think that's Skywalker. awesome, though. I it, think it is it's awesome. so cool. And, that, you know, that, and that's what brings me back to, you know, the most infamous of them all. The Joker truly is just, well, like it says in Dark Knight, a mad dog off the, leash, off the leash that just wants to watch the world burn for no purpose, no agenda. So uh, the question to ask is this. Who are the most infamous villains? And we want to kind of, you know, dive into that on the show. Um, we're not going to go super deep on some of these, and I'm sure – um, y'all are going to think of things that are individuals that we're going to miss, different characters that we're going to miss, and we're going to name some characters that y'all are going to be like, wait, what? And so in no particular order, we're just going to hit some of these lists. And so but the fact that we started with uh, the Joker, I do want to start with DC. And when you look at uh, DC's villains, specifically the ones around Batman, you've got a lot of silliness. Mm-hmm. You've got the Penguin. Okay, sure, he's got kind of maybe a dark backstory, but you just got the Penguin. You've got the Riddler. Riddler, Catwoman. Catwoman. Fun, okay, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, right. and you could all say they have moments where they're dark, okay? Uh, you're, you're thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Yep. Freeze. Like, you <laughs> yep. can't get that out of your head. Um, <laughs> but the Joker, even, you know, he just transcends all of those. And I don't know of anybody else who's the mob. Again, going back to... and I'm always going to go back to Heath Ledger because he redefined the Joker for me. Now, this is not to... I don't want to pull away from... Um, um, the Joker that came out uh, last year with um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, because he did a phenomenal job. Um, like I know that actor, and then in the Joker, he completely transformed him himself to fit that role. It was just phenomenal. Um, but looking at that again, just the Joker in itself, I can't think of anybody on the DC side that really goes as dark as he does. I mean, we can look at bigger ones like Doomsday, Dark Side. Obviously, Planet Crushers. You know, you've got Dark uh, Doomsday who kills Superman. You've got, spoiler alert, <laughs> you've got Darkseid who destroys worlds and galaxies. You know, um, I mean, they're obviously you know bigger and badder, but I wouldn't say um, as twisted or as dark as the Joker, who literally just wants to watch the world burn. Um, Darkseid, he has an agenda. He wants to conquer. Um, Lex Luthor, you know the you know Superman's. You know, if Joker, if Joker is the opposite for Batman, Lex Luthor is to Superman. And Lex Luthor is brilliant and, you know, the mastermind that he is to, you know, against Superman. Um, he's still not the Joker. And so, anyway, going down this list, uh, just picking back and forth, what are some of the ones that come up to you that you're like, you know, just some of these really big infamous villains? Okay. I think it's fitting to start it off with Angela. Oh, my gosh. From The Office. Um, some of y'all might know her as Voodoo Mama Juju. 
Um, if y'all watch The Office and y'all are fans, y'all might get that reference. We just watched an episode where The Office was playing a game, and that was her character. It was a murder name. mystery, yeah. and she, yeah, she was, uh, <laughs> she was known as Voodoo Mama Juju. Anyways, um, um, really, Angela? Yes, being, yes, being infamous this is my top choice villain. for okay. the most infamous. You of can them have all her. You can have Angela because I just there's something about her. She's just evil. The, okay, the first obvious sign that she's evil is she was with Andy and Dwight. And Andy oh. is awesome. She breaks Dwight's, I mean, uh, in, uh, Andy, Andy's heart. Andy's great, so she's evil already. <laughs> and just her attitude, like, lighten up a little bit. And she likes cats. She has, like, 50 billion Yeah, we're not, cats. we're not a cat family. We're a dog family. And she licks them to clean them. Oh, that was such a gross That's episode. That's so weird. And, and then she gets a hairball? <laughs> And then the the fire escape episode when Dwight like the fire messed the episode. office up to oh my see gosh. what the office would do he does with the a, fire a mock right file. Yeah. and Angela throws her cat in the ceiling and, just, <laughs> it, comes and it just comes through down. on the other side Oscar here she throws it up and it crashes yeah <laughs> that, that was pretty good anyways so yeah for me Angela's the top pick all right so I mean I think I mean it goes without saying but what about Diablo from Diablo three I mean you're literally fighting the devil I guess. Is that too much on the nose? Yeah, uh, I mean, the game is called Diablo. Okay, so. So, all right. <laughs> we won't really count that one. Um, let's see, I'm just looking down on the list. What about, okay, Doctor Who? What about the, the Daleks? Okay, I think that's an obvious. Because for Doctor yeah. Who, you know, I wrote down some notes here. We have the Daleks, uh, the Master, who's the counterpart to the Doctor, you know, always mm-hmm. waging war back against him. But as much as they're enemies, there's still this understanding that they are the two last of the time lords um and they there's a respect there mm-hmm. back and forth so i can't really say truly diabolical like you know I, would i rather would i would i rather spend you know 24 hours with the master or with the joker probably the master the joker could out of nowhere turn around look at me give me a big smile and pull out <laughs> a knife and stab me in the gut i'm just saying as Okay, as we need to keep this kind of PG. Be, <laughs> just as realized. scary as that would be, I would actually not mind just an hour with the Joker. Like, just how cool would that be? That would be amazing. That, but every minute you're thinking, oh my God, am I okay, going to die? Again, going back, to, but going back to the Dark Knight, he puts the bomb in the... Okay, just oh, saying. Oh, yeah. Just dark. Okay. Um, but then you have the Weeping Angels that are literally just sapping people's strength so they can stay with their own existence. Uh, for me, still, the Daleks out of Doctor Who would be the... The most evil mm-hmm. because I mean their their All motivation. They know is just, yeah, because one of the questions we need to answer here is you know, you know what what are the motivations behind these villains and for the Daleks it's pure hatred mm-hmm. it's hatred of everything that's not them and so they truly are you know evil and I say I would think they rake high up mm-hmm. there on the list I think so um, and then again the Joker just because he wants to watch the world burn he's just ugh. um. Who else do you got on your list? I'm just looking um, at all these different names we got here. Okay. Let's see. All right. What about Sid from Toy Story? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I mean, I guess. Dude, he, he, he takes the toys that I, are living, yeah. pulls them apart, burns them with magnifying lenses. Yeah. Or magnifying glass. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't... His 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 laugh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, 
I don't know. I feel not like, not I, evil enough. I feel like okay, it's fine. Toy Story. Is that just childhood bullying? Probably. Okay, childhood bullying. We'll take Sid off the list. Okay, so Sid's out. <laughs> um, I know Jafar was brought up from Aladdin, but I mean, come on, Jafar. I feel like Jafar is not that evil. He's not that evil. I he's mean, just kind of weird. He's caught up. Yeah, and and he was defeated by his own greed. He was. Aladdin just tricks him. Yeah. You know, Wait, as powerful hey, as a genie. Good job on Aladdin's part, good, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just, I think, you know, whatever. Also now, from Disney, though. Okay, you had Maleficent, mm-hmm. so let's we'll talk about Maleficent that one. I put Maleficent on there. Uh-huh. Um, I just think it's cruel to say, on her 18th birthday, blah, 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 you know, poke her finger on the thingy. That's just mean. How she is gonna... one of the darker villains in, right. in, in like, it's the like, anime, Disney's films. It's like raising uh, cattle to then slaughter them to make hamburgers. And you really went dark. <laughs> that's that, I'm just trying to make a comparison. She's letting her grow up so that she can die. True. I feel like that's just really messed up. You know, like we're gonna let her have 18 years, but then we're just you know she it's inedible. She's gonna die in in inedible. I, I think I said inedible. inedible. You said inedible. You're right. She's not edible. <laughs> she's not edible. Inevitable. There we go. I feel like that's just kind of mean. Now for me, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Uh, and we talked about this a little bit off off the show, but Scar from The Lion King, mm-hmm. and I, and for me, it's the animated Lion King, not the live action, because I hear his voice. Scar has to be the darkest villain for me for Disney, and here's why: he okay, he kills he kills Mufasa, which is straight up messed that's, up. That's messed up. Mm-hmm. No, well, actually, first he misses the um, ceremony for Simba. Remember that. Okay. He's like, you missed the ceremony. That's messed up. How are you going to miss your up. nephew's... True. Continue. True. But before... I was going to say, before you know, he even kills Mufasa, he sets up an ambush for Mufasa. Think about that. Wait. He's the one that started the, the stampede. He's the oh, one yeah, that got yeah, yeah. Simba at the right place. Uh-huh. He's the one that got Mufasa at the right place. He's, He's the, the whole thing. He, he was the he mastermind behind every, it all. I mean, this is... Cal- okay. I mean, okay, we got to keep this show... I mean, we've got kids that listen, so we got to make sure we get this right. Um... This is, oh gosh, I can't, I can't say that. This was premeditated. I'll, I'll leave it at that. This was mm-hmm. premeditated. Okay, <laughs> we've got. I know we're talking about. I mean, this is. We're, I know we're talking about an animated film, but Scar. I mean, this is premeditated. Here's what he's going to do. He had a and whole then, evil plan, is what you're you know. Say. He falls off. He goes to help him, and then he says, you know, his his famous line. Mm-hmm. Remember the line? All right before we let's um, go. Hang on. No, I for, I can't think right now. Long live. What? Not what he says right there. Long live the king. No, that's what the hyenas say. What does he say? I can't remember. Anywho, mm. but here's the thing. He looks into his eyes. Mufasa knows what's about to happen, and then he kills him. And then he goes to Simba. Simba, this impressionable little, baby. little child. Mm-hmm. Not a baby anymore, but he's, he's like, a child. He's a child. Right, like, right, right. I, I, I would think like around Caleb's, between you and Caleb somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like around 10, a preteen, somewhere there, maybe 12. Right. Um, 11, 12, and he says, Simba, what have you done? Just that first line, Simba, what have you done? <coughs> and it just completely crushes Simba, so much to the fact mm-hmm. that he has to run away and leave his entire family behind. Forget the fact that he's leaving the throne. He's leaving his whole family behind. I'm he's just shamed. The, the way that you just mess with the psyche like this way, I'm like, Scar and is your dark. Scar is dark. He's to And me, then he takes Disney's over the kingdom with the hyenas. It's... Scar is pretty bad. You're right, I, mean, I think he's he's high up there. Okay, um, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip this one for a minute here. Uh, 
Let's work back towards the top of this list. What do you have? Um, okay, well, here's one who in um, – so we were, you know, pre-show the uh, past couple of days. We were preparing for this show, and I was trying to think of some Marvel villains um, that were just, you know, just the top-of-the-line evil, you know? Right. And I couldn't really think of any. You know, obviously there's Thanos. Everybody knows Thanos. He's, you know, trying to go around, wipe out everything. But my Uber powerful. Right. My whole thing about Thanos, though, is – he had a reason where he thought he was right. He was trying to restore balance or whatever to the world, remember? Right. He thought, he didn't know he was, I mean, he knew he was evil. And we're not necessarily talking about the strongest villain. It's the the darkest, mm-hmm. most evil right. villain. So, yes, Thanos is I mean, he destroyed half the population. Right, he's one of the, the worst villains in Marvel. But I don't think he's one of the most evil and just twisted, I you would know? agree with that. So, who I put on this list was Loki, and you and me had a little minute-long we debate over on this. this yeah. um, the reason, so first of all, I just like Loki as a character. I think he's really cool and just slick and everything, and his voice is just so, like, soothing, which I feel like is part of what makes him so evil. He has that kind of just soothing voice. Very sly. That makes, that is just like, oh, oh, that's, you know, it, it, it he, doesn't he, trigger he, anything. He, yeah, he lulls you into, like, a false mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. And exactly. then he stabs and then you he's, like, oh. oh. And he's constantly back and forth between good and, b- with quotes, good and bad. Because he's never True. truly good. Anytime he's ever, air quotes, good, is when he's trying to benefit himself. The only time he helps the Avengers or helps Thor is when he's, when there's any, something in it for him, right. you know? So, um, I don't know. He's definitely trying to overthrow everything and become his own emperor god. I don't think he's the most evil villain in the world. He's just one of my favorites, so I wanted him on this list. But I just think he's super cool and he just, he's just really sly and he's not like this all powerful guy, but he just has a way with just people and how to just manipulate people, you know? Right. You know, we had an interesting, it was, it was interesting trying to come up with a list of, of, truly evil villains for DC and Marvel because what, what what was interesting when we began to go down this list was that, you know, um, DC, their heroes, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, uh, uh, um, Aquaman, very much of, you know, even the Flash, very much of almost like a Greek mythology, mm-hmm. godlike. godlike, you know, superheroes that come down from the heavens. Which some of DC's stories are actually based on... Absolutely. Greek. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you got these godlike superheroes coming down to fight mankind villains. Right. Joker, Two-Face, these and, people that just fell into pits. <laughs> and <I> almost, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you, you see that. And then you have Marvel, on the other hand, where... Their villains are very, like, I mean, just looking at Thanos, mm-hmm. Loki, Ultron, you know, some of these, they are super powerful, almost godlike in their abilities, fighting a bunch of heroes that mm-hmm. are very Black human. Widow, you know, Captain America. They're just Iron human Man. with enhancements. I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got Thor, but put Thor on the, on the back burner right. for a second. And, you've you know, got- there's a few, like... Upper class, you know, uh, Captain Marvel, Thor, like you said. But even then, they're man-made. Right. They're man-made. Right. Spider-Man's the only one that... Well, even Spider-Man's man-made because mm-hmm. he got bit by right, you know, a spider that they were doing they're tests on. They're all just on. superhuman. Exactly. Superhuman. And so it's it's interesting that Marvel has superhuman, well, you know, heroes with godlike, you know, villains. But then on DC, you've got, you know, godlike heroes with, you know, human mm-hmm. villains. And it makes me almost wonder, like, um, you know, on the DC side of, like, did the villains... 
are they just getting a bad rap? Should they like be <laughs> like they're the ones with humanity, and mm-hmm. they have all these aliens coming in trying to tell them how things should be? Do we have it back backwards? I'm just <laughs> I don't know, just a tra- train of thought on that. So I don't want to go down there. Um, okay, so another one that I have, and I'm going to go to Stranger Things here. I mean, there's some up here that we're we're saving for the end here, but for Stranger Things, you have the Mind Flayer, you know, aka the Demogorgon, which you know is is. I don't think is that I, evil. It, it, I, I, mm. There's okay. not really much story on the Demogorgon, is there? Well, no, I think, I, th- I think there's good lore on it, but it's more of, it's, to me, it's almost like saying... Uh, there's not you, a lot that I remember. Well, here's the thing. They, 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 they poke a hole in the universe, mm-hmm. and they basically bring a creature in from the other side. Okay. And so that's the same thing as saying, if you go to a zoo and then unleash a tiger cage and he mauls you, whose fault was it? <laughs> right. You, you unleashed it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So for me... In Stranger Things, uh, the 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 villain, you know, and for me, he's the top villain enough. He makes this list is Papa, you know, the the old white haired dude, you know, who <laughs> raises L. And I'm uh-huh. just like, man, there are scenes where I'm just like, kill him now, <laughs> L. You he should just, just yeah, kill he just him now. Drags her away as she's crying. That is pretty mean. I want to hear the the Mortal Kombat voice come in. Finish him. <laughs> and just you know, and the spine rips right. out. Okay. <laughs> But uh, you know, he's he's a villain for me on this list. So. Which I agree. While while the Demogorgon is the main antagonist, Papa, I feel like Papa with the more innocent evil. name. He's the, <laughs> he's the infant. Right? Infamous does he have a here. name? I am sure he does. <laughs> I can't think of it. I can just you know poor it's Elsa, Papa, saying, yeah. Papa, and her crying. Papa, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Stranger Things. <laughs> um, okay, let's. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip Star Wars for a minute here. We're gonna skip uh, Mario. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mario's on the list. I mean, you've got Ganon, Ganondorf, whatever, for Zelda. Um, yeah, okay, he's evil, whatever. I don't think he should make this list. Um, you've got Lord Voldemort with Harry Potter. Um, Which, I actually brought this that's one when up you when wanted. we were in the making. Yeah, um, go ahead. I feel like Voldemort's pretty evil. Like, yeah, you know, it's Harry Potter, it's magic, and, you know, Kitty or whatever. But I think Voldemort's, like... Like, if you really just take a minute and think about Voldemort and what he does... Like, he just walks around just killing um, muggles, which if right. you've never seen Harry Potter, it's muggles are just non-magic people because he thinks that they're not cool or whatever, you know? So, um, and I just, you know, that 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 in itself is pretty mean. So, and he kills Harry's parents, which is True. automatically a turnoff. So, yeah, Voldemort, in my opinion, is pretty evil. I don't think he stacks up to some of these people, but I think he's pretty bad. All right. What about Sauron for Lord of the Rings? I don't remember him a whole bunch. To be I mean, honest. he's trying to. I mean, he basically created all these rings uh, and gave them to men, dwarves, and elves to basically enslave them. Oh well, that's pretty mean. I mean, he gave him these rings of power basically just to enslave them, um, and then he's constantly conquering Middle Earth. Mm. Then defeated, and then tries to come back and conquer them. <laughs> I'm just saying that's pretty mean. He's pretty evil. Yeah, he's pretty evil. Um, and I think, you know, in literature, he's probably, you know, he's up there now, I, again, I know there's, there's a lot that we're, 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 we're skipping. Like there's, there are some, we're not looking at the horror genre of movies, books. I mean, Stephen King has written some really, you know, bad villains here, but we're not talking about those. You get scared just saying the word, you know, horror genre. You're like, ah, I do at least. I don't know about y'all, but so, um, but Sauron, I think, you know, he's definitely, you know, um, you know, infamous villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know. Like the Joker, still for me is a bigger villain. He's a double villain. You know why? Why? He's also Count Dooku. 
He is double evil. I just realized that. He's double evil. I think he should be high on this list. Well, doesn't what's his face? Um Doctor Strange, I mean he's um smog. You're right. But I so feel like since he's Doctor Strange, but no, because I feel like since he's Doctor Strange, it kind of cancels it out. You know, yeah. plot positive. You know plus what? Negative. I think we're watering down this list by adding smogs. I'm taking smog right off, as well as some of these other people. Um, okay, so let's talk about the last two here, which would be Star Wars and Mario. <laughs> so in Star Wars, you basically, I mean, there's a lot of villains, but the the main two obvious ones are the Emperor, mm-hmm. who's Emperor Palpatine. I mean, he's the one that tears down the whole Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Um, and tr- and he's the one that keeps the empire going even after he's dead through cloning and, and everything else. And he's the else. one that kills. I was about to say Nick Fury, um, not Nick Fury, not, he same actor. Fu- he doesn't kill Nick Fury. Nope, does not kill Nick Fury. Um, Windu, Mace Windu. Ma- yeah, Mace Windu. It's the same actor, Samuel L. Jackson, but um, not Nick Fury. I was about to say he killed Nick Fury. No, he doesn't. He kill Mace Windu. Yes. Yeah, he throws him out the window. Out the window. Yeah. Right. Because of Anakin, it's Anakin's fault. Everything's Anakin's fault. Oh, I hate Anakin. Which, I liked Miss Windu. And Anakin's a, only cool and, in episode one, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's a cute Mace kid. Windu, Miss Windu had the coolest lightsaber, in my opinion. Because it was purple. Because it was purple. So, that in itself is pretty evil. However, Even if that's ho- all ho- ho- However, you are colorblind, I'm just saying. But, I know it's purple. Okay, you know it's purple. Um, okay, so the Emperor's evil, but... Uh, for me, Vader is a symbol of evil more than the Emperor. Like, the Emperor's evil, but Vader turns against his own family. Mm-hmm. He turns against his wife. He turns against his children. He tries to convert his, you know, corrupt his children to the dark side. Um, especially when you start reading, you know, some of the books. You know, they're technically no longer canon, but still. Um, if I was to ask somebody on the street, hey, give me the top villain in Star Wars, I think most people, even if they haven't seen Star Wars, would say Vader. They know Vader. Vader's right? mask you know, his mask is the, his He's helmet. It's it's iconic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he is the face of, of a villain. Maybe not, I mean, maybe not evil villain, but just villain, like a dark villain. He right. is the face of that, the persona of, vil- of a villain. But something I just now realized in my head just now mm-hmm. is, like uh, the question you asked earlier, what motivates these villains? Is his, were his motivations evil? That's true. No. Because if you remember in episode three or whatever it is, he's talking to the emperor while they're in that big room. Remember with the in right. the big arena looking place, and he's talking about how Padme's um, she's pregnant and all this other stuff, and she's not healthy or whatever. There's constantly conflict within him, right? And he's he wants to help Padme, so and, he wants he embraces the dark side to save his wife, basically. Which is last time I checked, is not evil to save your wife. So I feel like his motivations aren't evil, but I feel like right. once he gets in, then he that's when he... But there is still good in him. There is still good in him. Yeah. Because he picks up the Emperor and screams and everything. Do no, it, he do doesn't it. scream. No! He does not yep, scream. there you go. He doesn't scream. He does in the new one. We talked about this last the week, new one's, The new one's corrupted with evil. <laughs> He's, he doesn't scream. Okay. Okay so, okay, so that's Star Wars, Darth Vader, the Emperor. Okay. Um... So the last one on this list is the Mario franchise. Uh, I'm going to just knock off the second one we put on there, uh, (laughs) which is Bowser. Now, here's the thing about Bowser. You can look at Bowser and say, he's cuddly, he's cute, with all the spikes in his fire that he shoots out. All right, here's the thing. What villain has stayed the longest (laughs) continually after Mario to steal the princess? 
which villain has more staying power, which villain has more persistence, more determination, which villain has stuck at his gun, (laughs) stuck at the job longer than Bowser? Give me one. Um, Vader turns. He does. Um, Maybe the Joker. Yeah, maybe. He constantly is, yeah. I'm just saying, Bowser may not be dark, okay? But I think Bowser deserves an honorable mention on this list because he has staying power. He keeps going. You know, he's from the from the that. original one to the latest with Mario Odyssey, trying to break up the wedding. I respect that. I think that's that's valid. Or trying to start a wedding, trying to marry Princess Peach. I don't know if y'all can hear that thunder and rain out there. Yeah, but it's it been is storming, storming out here. We got cars driving through. Bad. Like, um, feet of water. It's just anyways. Um but I think so, Bowser should be on this list. I guess. I mean if Honorable Mention. Yeah, there you go. Honorable mention. I like that. Honorable mention. Good okay. idea. So here's here's my question. Give me your top I don't know, top three okay. that you would say um are yours. Like what are your top three villains on here? Okay, see I get emotions really involved. I do too. In my decision making that's for where, pretty much everything yep, ever. I'm right there with you. And so I feel like I'm really biased about this because, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I've been a fan of the Joker for a while now. And um, like I said, Heath Ledger's performance really um, got me into it even more. And then this documentary we just watched got me into it even more. So I'm just really into the Joker and really so fascinated five. with the Joker. More options, top five, yeah. That helps. So I'm going to put Joker at my first. Um, and some of y'all might not agree with this and that's all cool. You know, we all have our opinions, but I feel like Joker's at my top position because like the quote you said from the movie, and by the way, this is out of 25 villains that we've listed here. So we're picking wow. the top five out of 25. That's and so, uh, the Joker is my number one as well. Okay. He's my number one as well. So Which Joker's is my number one. Um, my number two, I feel like if we're going by just pure evilness, I'd go with Daleks. The Daleks, mm-hmm. okay, because for, all right, they're just motivated Pure by hate. hatred. They just want to kill everything. That's not so. Them. For me, my number two is Scar. <laughs> okay, I'm see. I saw like as a kid in the theater, and so okay. that stuck with me. See now, now that you said that, I the emotion. I mean, oh, I feel like because Simba. I mean, Hakuna Matata on my face. I'm just saying he he went through some counseling, some serious counseling <laughs> before he went back to reclaim the throne. I agree. But he had to face some giants. Speaking of Scar. He was scarred. <laughs> so deep. Yes, he was. All right. But Go um, ahead. <laughs> like like you said, that is pretty messed up. And uh something that's that Scar has over the Daleks, in mm-hmm. my opinion, in just evilness, is Scar's was personal. The oh Daleks don't know anybody that yeah. they're killing. You know, they're just going around killing. Scar was per this was a personal agenda. You know yes. what I mean? This was his brother and his nephew. Like, Telling you, darkest Disney villain. I feel like period. that's more evil, but dang it, this is actually hard. I can't believe right, I'm, so let me go. I'm stuck over Scar <laughs> in the Daleks. So let me go. Okay, so I did the Joker as number one. I did Scar as number oh. two. Um, my third one is Vader, just because okay. he's very iconic. And I mean... Kills he, people on the spot and just with his little choky thing. He destroyed so many of the Jedi, hunted them mm-hmm. down under the Emperor's supervision. But think about how many he murdered. And think about okay, Episode Two, Anakin goes in, and there's all. Are the we thinking about the same Padawans. scenes? Yeah, I was about to I'm say just the saying, same thing. I'm just saying yeah. that's there, that was Episode don't talk Two. About, that's Episode. No, no I'm sorry. Uh, 
three. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, what? That's early I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Episode three. Episode three. Um, that's his turning point. Like, mm-hmm. I, for me, that's what broke his psyche. That's what made him like, there's no turning back after this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's number three for me. Um, I'm actually skipping over the Daleks just because they were programmed and, you know, like th- they were genetically engineered to have all emotion removed. Okay. So while I think they are very evil. They were made that way. That's a good point. So, okay. So Joker, number one, uh, Scar from Lion King, number two. Darth Vader, number three. Number four for me would be Papa from Stranger Things. <laughs> and I think that's because I just, I remember the first time I watched Stranger Things, I'm watching with Mommy, and I'm like, I just, I want to find Elle right now, and I want to adopt her. I want to give her a safe home. <laughs> like, I I was so emotionally attached to Elle. I was like, that guy. just, <laughs> And then he comes back. And he I'm did just come like, back, yeah. Anywho. And so he's number four for me, and then my fifth one has to be Bowser. Not because he's the most evil, but again, the well, determination. Again, the determination. How much do you have to hate someone to go after him that long? <laughs> or what kind of obsession do you have mm-hmm. with one person? You know, poor Peach. I mean, talk about <laughs> getting a restraining order. You know, file that thing already. So those, those, those are my top five. So, okay, what are your top okay, five? So, you have the Joker, mm-hmm. and then number two is what? The Daleks, I think. Number two, okay. And then I'm going to say Scar after that. For number three, all right. And then number four, it's hard. It really is. Um... Just go with your first instinct. I think I'm gonna have to go. Angela, I'm I'm considering it. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go Lord Voldemort because I think that's a better number four. His for whole you. motivation was just because Ooh. they weren't magical. That's why he's going around killing people, yes. which I feel like is just messed up. Yes. Um, and then my number five. Oh, that's a good point. That's like pure hate. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, that's very. Wow, I know y'all heard that wow, one. That like shook the house. I know y'all heard that one. Um, um where were we? Uh, Lord Voldemort. Right. Uh, yeah, his pure hatred just for a a type of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that so rings true for today. And so, um, he should be higher up on that list. I think. I, so. I totally agree. Okay. Um, and then um, my number that was my four. So number five, I'm gonna just have to go with Loki, just because I love Loki <laughs> as a character, and <laughs> not Angela. <laughs> Angela, if we right, had, if we were going to six, I would say Angela for six. But Loki's my number five, just because he's just. I feel like he's the longest-lasting villain for the Avengers. He's just constantly pestering them and just so annoying and just turns on his own brother. Right. So, okay. Loki. So, um, we're running long on time, and so we're going to skip the rest of the segment of the show, but let me go ahead and just ask a couple, just two bonus questions. Uh, Number one, um, do either of us sympathize with any of these villains that we just named, specifically the top five? Okay. Okay. and I'm just looking at my list again, like my top five, like the Joker, Scar, Scar I don't sympathize with at all. Nope, Forget me Scar. I, dude, you, there's a special so, place in so for let's, you. So let's start at number one. Uh, the Joker. Do you sympathize with the Joker? <sighs> Man, so my it, my gut is no, but then after seeing like um, um, Joaquin um, Phoenix's performance in his movie, mm-hmm. The Joker, you you really see how he was created, and, and I haven't society, seen this movie, but I've seen like, some trailers and stuff, so I know oh, what you're talking about. Like I, I really feel for him, but I mean, but then again, for what he does, absolutely not. Like, dude, no, you should have gone checked yourself in somewhere or whatever because right. he starts. I mean, that's one of those movies I really wish they would do a second one on because it it really felt like an origin story. And the, not just a standalone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish they, I mean, they're not, but I wish they would come back and do a second and a third with him as the Joker. I really do. That'd be fun. 
Um, um <laughs> no, my my top five. No, I mean I don't like these guys. Joker, no. Uh, Scar, oh, can't st- like. Can I say hate on the show? I mean, well, uh, <laughs> just based on everything, everything else you saying, said, this I mean, show? Scar, just like, dude, you're evil. Yeah, I don't think um, like Scar. Vader, little sympathy, but uh, I, I feel good in you, Father. Let go of your hate. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's that part of me of Luke. I'm just like, uh, okay, maybe a little sympathy there. Uh, Papa, Stranger Things, nope. <laughs> like, I want to see the Demogorgon eat your face off. Yeah. Um, and then Bowser. Okay, fine. Bowser, I will sympathize with only because he just wants a break. He just wants a girl. That's all he wants. Yeah. You got Mario always, you know, it's like, um, you know, like uh, any any Power Ranger show or any any t- you know kid show you watch or any kid movie you watch. It always ends with a happy ending. Bowser just wants his happy ending. That's all he wants. It's a pretty sad story. Mario has his games. Luigi has his games. Yoshi, K- Kirby, a, a, a pink ball of whatever. whatever you know he has his own games mm-hmm. bowser just wants a happy ending that's a good point you know I what i think about I like when i think that. about bowser is i can't think about him without um thinking of wreck it ralph and he's in that you know he's yeah, yeah. he's in the you know support mm-hmm. group for all the villains yeah. and just you know i just see him standing right there like he's he's misunderstood mm-hmm. i understand so I, for me he's the he's the probably the only one on this list that i have sympathy for okay that I can, um, I can, yeah, yeah, I can sympathize with Bowser. He wants a happy ending. Okay. What about you? Is there is there anybody on this list? So my number one was Joker, and I do sympathize with Joker, and I feel like part of the reason I do is because I kind of sympathize with almost anyone and everyone if they're... Scar? If, okay, no, no, okay, listen, listen. If they, if something... <coughs> If they had something bad done to them, then I'll I I I can't help but sympathize, sympathize with them. Scar had nothing bad done to him. He straight up said, "You know what? I'm gonna kill you." Nothing bad happened to him. Um, the Joker, um, like you said in Joaquin Phoenix's movie, um, I haven't seen the movie, but I saw some trailers and stuff, and you know, I saw so I saw some highlights of the movie, and so I saw the making, which. Um, obviously made me sympathize with him because he was getting, you know, all this, all this and that. And then um, he Ledger's performance. He tells the story multiple times, which we won't go into, about how he got the scars on his mouth, which Ooh. is, right. Um, so that's, that's a dark and sad story and everything. So that in itself makes me sympathize with the Joker. And any, for anyone to go that crazy has to have a dark past. Has no, to I have agree. a really... Something messed him up. Right. So I... I sympathize with the Joker. What anybody else on this list? Anybody you sympathize um, with? Loki, no, because no one did anything to him. Thor literally reaches out to him all the time. He's like, nah, That's bro. True. Get out of here. Loki's chance like, after no. Chance after chance. Right. So I don't sympathize with Loki. Um, Vader. He, uh, was Vader on my list? I don't remember. He was on your list. I he do sympathize with Jager. You uh, can't you Vader. can't talk about Vader. He wasn't on your list. Okay. Who else was on my list? Um Scar was on my list. I already said that I don't sympathize with him. Uh Lord Voldemort. Voldemort, man, he's nope, evil. I'm just like going nothing back happened and thinking. To him. He just got corrupt all by himself. Nothing happened to him. It was pure hate driving mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and then Angela, of course not. I sympathize more for Diablo from Diablo than I do Angela. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. AKA Voodoo, Voodoo Mama Juju. Voodoo Mama Juju. But uh, yeah. So. All right. So last question: Do okay. you feel like any of these villains just get a bad rap? Um. um Bowser. 
I think he just wants his happy ending, man. He right. wants a girl. That's all he wants. Um, just about that. I don't. Demogorgon. They ripped the Demogorgon from its from its world hmm. and said, and just brought it here with all the little people running around like it's not supposed to eat them. You know, I did bring up that point mm-hmm. that they ripped him out. It's like it's like people like right, right. You, it's like you are holding something. Thinking about the captive, second movie though, and then you. Movie, hold up. What are you that talking movie, about? That movie, that movie, uh, season two, season two, where you know the power actually. That wasn't the demogor. That was the demo. Oh. Great. Now we're gonna have fans writing into us about how we're <laughs> screwing this up. Um, but that evil force that just fully takes over Will's body in season two. Oh, okay. I mean, that is evil, right? We don't know the reasoning for that though, do we? No. It might have just needed. It you know, might have been you know, one of those classic no, villain things where it needed. They to had no. Re, they had no uh, right to go to the other side. I'm just saying. Yeah. So but I, whose fault was that though, Papa? Mm, it all leads back to Papa. <laughs> or you can say it, it leads back to, uh, you know, the uh, government who mm. set that up to begin with. <laughs> okay. It just happened to hire Papa to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the '80s government at the time. They were default. Um. Anybody on here um, that, you, that you think a villain just gets a bad rap? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. I don't Demogorgon. think so. Um, I think that's it, though, yeah. Everyone else is just mean. All it's right. It's all mean. So here's what we're going to do. We're already at an hour 29 in the show, and so we, we, I was going to end the show here, but some of these deals on Indie Corner are great deals, and so we're going to do Indie Corner in five minutes or less. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm uh, I'm timing us right now. Okay, so the first one is this War of Mine uh, Complete Edition on the Nintendo Switch. It is rated, oh, this says T for Team, but it's not. It's actually Mature. It's rated M for Mature. Let me scratch that off. I don't know how I messed that up. Um, talk about this game a lot. For me, this is an amazing game. What I love about this game is it is a survival game in a 2D setting that you're not just yourself surviving. You You are taking care of a... It's almost like an adopted family of these survivors that come together to work together, and you've got to make some hard choices. And so the storytelling is really good. Um, some of the decisions that you are faced with, uh, there's not really a right or wrong situation. Um, and I remember one of the first ones that really got me. I went broke into a house that was seemingly empty because I had people back back at the, you know, I say home back at our bunker, the house, whatever that were sick, that were in need of medicine, and I find a bunch of medicine that will save their lives, one of them being a child. I had a child back at home, right? It will save her life. But then I find out the medicine that from the house that I stole from, that house, there was an elderly couple. So if I take their medicine, they're going to die. If I don't take their medicine, the girl back home and the other person who's sick, they're going to die. Hate those. Hate those stories. But that's great storytelling. And so this War of Mine is normally 30, you know, it's normally 40 bucks. But right now you can get it on the Nintendo eShop on sale for $12. You can get it on the Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, iOS, Android. Literally, it's everywhere. Um, and for $12, I think this is a must-buy right now. Uh, pause the podcast, click on the link in the show notes, and buy this game. Just saying. All right, yeah, I'll take the next one. So, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2, we've mentioned this a lot on the show. Well, it's, technically not an indie game. It started off as an indie game, NBA Playgrounds. Right, so that's why we're including it. Um, it's rated E for everyone. Normally $30. Right now, you can get it for $5.09. Why $0.09? Cents? Why not just make it 5 bucks? I know, right? That's weird. It's probably a percentage. But, um, yeah, so definitely go pick that up. We've already talked about yet. it on the show. Yeah, it's Great arcade-style basketball. Definitely worth it. Um, yeah, we've, yeah, we talked about it actually this show earlier. So, definitely go pick that up. Um, and also, this isn't... 
indie, but this is just a great deal on the eShop. Oh, by the way, Playgrounds 2 is on Switch, PlayStation oh, right, 4, right, Xbox right. One, Steam. As This next game we're talking about is also no, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam, but go ahead. Um, NBA 2K20, which we also talked about previously on the show. Um, this is not an indie. It's just a really, ga- uh, really good, well, actually, really good game. It and is a really good, good deal. Right. Um, normally, $59.99. Right now, it's $4.99. On the Switch eShop. By the way, the, these sales that we're talking about are all on the Nintendo uh, eShop, eShop right. on sale, yeah. Um, so, that's like a full-blown... 2K NBA 2K full blown game. licensed so like, great game five bucks that's a, that's I don't know if you could get any closer to free no with I mean that game. five bucks just go go spend five dollars right go spend five dollars uh, NBA 2K uh, 2K 21 launches uh, here the first week of September I think it's I think we're just a few days away from it um, and it's gonna be a sixty dollar game it'll be sixty dollars for quite some time on all the systems and so if you're like uh, maybe you're just now you know trying out a, a full fledged NBA game. Um, this would be one to go try. Mm-hmm. Five bucks, go pick sure. it up right now. So, um, fun game, fun game. Looks realistic. It surprisingly, looks good on the Switch. It does take a hit on the graphics uh, compared to you know the other consoles out there. Uh, but still, it's a fun game. So sure. anyway, any other comments you want to throw in here for Playgrounds or no. uh, NBA Two K Twenty? No, no. All right. Well, we did That's that it. in three minutes twenty seven seconds. So That's less than five. <laughs> we did it. All right. Remember, you can find everything that we've talked about on today's show in the show notes on the podcast app that whatever you're using to listen to, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, any of those any of those places. Remember to follow us on Twitter at DadsGC as well as Facebook.com slash Dad's Gaming Corner. And again, uh, drop us a line. We'd love to, we love your comments and emails. You do that at HeyDad at DadsGamingCorner.com. And as always, please do subscribe and help spread the word and leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever it is. Um, we are not currently, but uh, it's been submitted. It's, it's a long process, but uh, we should be on Audible any day now, which is great. I'm a, I've been an Audible subscriber for years. When did we go to Disney World? How old were you? Five. Uh, no, you are younger than that. Four? four? You were three or four. So I've been an Audible subscriber for Close to 11 years, I think. Um, lo- absolutely love Audible. Not a sponsor of the show. Wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be on there as well. And then, as always, if you'd like to help to support the show financially, you can do so via Patreon at patreon.com slash dadsgamingcorner. Jaden, that will be a wrap for tonight's it show. Will. Wait, one more thing I just remembered that I was oh. going to talk about earlier. What? So, about the Joker. Yes. Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, right? The scene where he's dancing on the stairs... Oh yeah, <laughs> I was um I I I was looking on Amazon. My birthday's coming up, you know. Woo! So I was looking on Amazon for a little pop figure of Stanley Hudson from The Office, <laughs> and um and so I went on you YouTube. You were digging Stanley. I love Stanley. So I, was, I I went on YouTube and looked up just the the Pretzel Day from season the earlier season. I don't remember what oh, season. Oh, Pretzel it was. Day. Or Pretzel Day when yeah. he gets super excited and runs down the stairs and everything, and Michael gets really excited too. And Michael does a little dance in his office, like on his chair. And it looked pretty similar to Joaquin Phoenix's dance on the stairs. And there was comments on that video that were like, Joker, Joker's dance was obviously inspired by this. So I thought that was cool. Um, just fun fact. Well, fun observation, I guess. Yeah, it's not a fact. It's just an observation. It's observation, at this point. right? So, you know, I mean, I, Joaquin Phoenix did such a great performance. Did great. I, just, I don't want to retract from that. So, all right. right. That's going to wrap up the show. Again, this was episode 34 for Dad's Gaming Corner. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to spread the word to all your friends, and we will see you all next week.